Hey, State Street. It's Sean Higgins just sitting here with Sage Miller. That's me. Hello. We're shaking up this week's episode. That's right. While Sage and I and the rest of the State Street team are hard at work to make sure our Election Day coverage is tip-top notch, we wanted to share another podcast with you that we've been really enjoying lately. And I mean really enjoying. I'm an avid listener, but before we get to that, Sean, I think I heard you say, Election Day? Can you tell I am jazzed for my favorite holiday, not holiday? I know you can't see this because this is a podcast, but she's totally doing the jazz hands thing. Um, But I did say Election Day. Election Day is right around the corner. Ballots get counted on November 8th. That's less than one week away. And ballots are already in mailboxes across the state. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Anyways, to celebrate, we want to give everyone a little Utah Voting 101 just in case you aren't up to speed yet. Thank God neither of us have dreams of being on Broadway. Okay, so if you are not registered to vote yet, get on it. While it is too late to get a mail-in ballot, you can still register and vote in person at your local polling location up until polls close at 8 p.m. on Tuesday the 8th. And if you are registered to vote and did get your ballot in the mail, be sure your ballot is postmarked by Monday the 7th. If you do forget, don't worry. Drop off your precious ballot at a drop box before polls close on the 8th. You can find the nearest drop box and polling location at vote.utah.gov or your county clerk's website. If you're feeling a little overwhelmed by all the decisions you have to make, that's okay. I'm constantly overwhelmed. We've all felt that way at least once in our voting lives. Or every day of our lives. But voting for sure. There are so many judges this year. Lucky for you, we've covered some of the biggest stories leading up to the midterms on State Street, like what Utahns really care about or the spicy Mike Lee, Evan McMullen Senate race. So spicy. We also dipped our toes into why you should be filling out your entire ballot. The entire ballot. Local races are important too and can have a huge impact on your daily life. Check out the State Street feed for all of that Utah politics goodness if you missed it or you need a refresher. You can also see more election and politics stories we've done this year that didn't end up on State Street at kwr.org slash politics. So good. Uh, uh, so good. I thought we covered the Broadway stuff already, Sage, but on to this week's episode. Right. Here at State Street, we're big fans of another Utah podcast, CityCast Salt Lake. They cover the hottest topics as well as the weird and wacky side of the Beehive State. And trust us, there's no shortage of weird and wacky things here. But it's a daily local show. Host Ali Vallarta and the whole team are Salt Lake residents who care about what happens in this city and state. And to give you a taste of some of their shows, what to do when you encounter a mountain lion. Turns out a lot of people are probably handling that terrifying situation wrong. And understanding Utah's accents. It's mountain, not mountain. And where are Salt Lake City's best chicken tenders? I cast my vote for Hire's Big H. Mm, yum. Anyways, you can find them at saltlake.citycast.fm. And you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. If there's one thing Sage cares about more than Election Day, it might be chicken tenders. True. That is just true. The episode we've chosen for you today is all about hockey, baby. A little break from that politics riffraff we've been uh, flooding your feed with for the past few weeks. I really enjoy hockey. I went to a big hockey school at the University of Vermont. And not to spoil anything, the idea you're about to hear might sound crazy, but I'm kind of into it. I'm not as into that because I can never keep track of the puck. But I do enjoy fighting, though. Really riles me up. But like all good things, it's hockey with a twist. 
like how bringing an NHL team to Salt Lake could help our most favorite saltiest lake. Take it away, CityCast. Today on CityCast Salt Lake, Craig Gelman is a graphic designer who thinks it's time for Utahns to get an NHL team. So much so that he's already laid out the branding and given them a name, the Salt Lake Sea Monkeys. Is this just clever branding to raise awareness about the crisis at the Great Salt Lake? Or is this just about getting Utah hockey fans what they've long wanted? Turns out, it's both. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. All right, Craig, you have a wild idea. Let's say I'm Utah's favorite billionaire team owner, Ryan Smith. We're in the shark tank. Give me the pitch for the Salt Lake Sea Monkeys. Well, one, it's the state of Utah. It prides itself on winter sports. Totally. But we don't have a hockey team. We have the Grizzlies. Okay, yeah. You like hear whispers of them, but they definitely don't generate the kind of hype that an NHL team would. There should be one in Utah. Like, it makes sense. So you probably need like 10 million of my dollars to start an NHL team? I got to fact check that. I don't know how much. Why do you think it's a sound investment? Well, one, Utahns love their sports. And the fact that they've been having these preseason games, or one game, I should say, at Vivint Arena, it's called like the Frozen Fury, just proves that they can set up an NHL rink in the basketball stadium. So the infrastructure is already there and it would create an overlap of even more jobs on top of obviously entertainment for people. Okay, so no team yet, but it sounds like you think we've got a recruitment pool with the Grizzlies. The fan hype is there. The infrastructure is there. I'm officially more sold on this than I am on the Salt Lake Olympics, which I famously am opposed to. (laughs) You've already got a logo design. Can you describe it to me? So I created the Sea Monkeys off of a conversation with my brother just joking around, we come up with ridiculous ideas. And I was just like, well, what would, if you taught an NHL team, what would it be? Because I feel like all these mountain towns do the most generic thing of like what mm. represents the mountains. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, we have like the most unique thing here, which is the Great Salt Lake that doesn't exist anywhere else in the country. And yeah. I was like, oh, brine shrimp. But inherently shrimp isn't a great name for a sports team. Um <laughs> You know, I know brine shrimp are tough and badass, but like the name, so that's how it kind of then became like, we're like, what if it was the sea monkeys? Yeah. Because that was a nickname given to brine shrimp for, um, you know, basically selling them to people, you know, for aquatics, like fish tanks. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of aquariums maintain themselves because of brine shrimp or sea monkeys. Yeah. I was an only child. You better believe I had sea monkeys. I've had like every pet. But when you and I talked, I was like, why wouldn't you call the team the brine shrimp? And you were like, Ali, sea monkeys are brine shrimp. And it truly blew my mind. I bet there are people listening now who are like, oh, my God, I never made the connection. And that's why I liked it, too, is because, like, maybe you don't make that connection. But also then it makes you like it gives you that aha moment. I have like hidden moments that I thought were super fun. I have a brine shrimp patch on the on the pants i love the playing of the words everyone calls salt lake city slc if you're local everyone's always like slc Mm -hmm. and i could play on words to slsea and that was so fun for me you know as well as 
on the helmet, I have this little saying saying, save our great Salt Lake, just little things like that, just intertwining the importance of something while someone is watching something entertaining. They may not flip to a TV program that's going to just talk about the great Salt Lake, but if they get little hints in the sports game, they're already going to watch. I just think we can reach a broader audience Mm -hmm. and continue the momentum that already so many amazing people have been doing, which is what intrigued me with design in the first place. Yeah. I know the team would be the Sea Monkeys, but the logo on the team uniforms that you, for what it's worth, have already like designed and they're really fun, um, is an actual monkey. Tell me about how we got there. It started out of, you know, a mix of this brine shrimp with a sea monkey head and everything just felt so <laughs> like corny and cheesy to me. And you know, as much as I, you know, I like to make fun stuff, even humorous art. This, I wanted it to kind of almost have more of an ominous feel. Hmm. And I was actually, I can't remember what it was, but I was at Fisher Brewing one night and I saw a poster in there that showed something submerged and just showing its head above the water. And something about that just gave a feeling. And I was like, that's it. Yeah. And so what I did was I made the monkey, I kind of gave him the sea serpent ears to kind of also tie to that. It's not a typical ear that a monkey would have. And I wanted him just to be peeking above the water, kind of like what, like watching from afar. And I thought that was cool and, and ran with it. There is so much great lore about the different sea monsters that live in the Great Salt Lake. And I think that's a really fun, like sort of cultural thing about the lake because of course it's famously shallow. <laughs> so the yeah. idea that there's like room for a Loch Ness in there is just sort of like even sillier. I'm pretty sure they described like the Salt Lake monster having like a horse head like a different body <laughs> which I actually did research on that thinking oh maybe that could be it and I was like oh that would be I couldn't imagine just making some like weird serpent with a horse head I'd be like all right this this would be dumb <laughs> you've put a lot of time into this like why is this project so important to you started out as I just want to make a NHL jersey because I've never designed a jersey hmm. to oh my god there's all these like little things that are working and could actually push a sustainable movement in a time where, you know, everyone's talking about the Great Salt Lake. Mm -hmm. I just thought, wow, this could also, you know, I grew up with the Rangers and they've always done stuff for charity of hockey fights cancer. I'm pretty sure almost every NHL team does some sort of charity. And I was like, this Mm -hmm. could be ours. And not only that, it kills two birds with one stone. Saving the Great Salt Lake is monumental to our health even if you don't care about nature, which I hope everyone would to some degree, but you're also doing it for yourself Mm -hmm. and people don't even realize that yet. So what if that just reached a larger audience? What kind of response have you gotten? I got a lot of being like, wow, man, the sea monkeys, that's cheesy and corny. I'm like, oh man, that's not what I was going (laughs) for. And then a few days later, (laughs) oh my God, this is awesome. Like I get it now. Like there's a reasoning behind all of it. Like I get like, the kind of, you know, I haven't really made campaigns other than just supporting initiatives or or sharing stuff on social media. But I really think it can just reach a larger audience that cares more about entertainment for them, but they're getting a little bit more out of it without even knowing it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've heard mixed reviews. Some people were like, oh, this is badass. Some were like, weird. I'm like, okay, at least you <laughs> responded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of people, it's interesting because the Utes have been doing well and they had a great year last year. They went to the Rose Bowl, great season. 
And it's, I think, gotten a lot of people thinking about, like, why don't we have an NFL team? But I haven't heard a lot of chatter about an NHL team. And now, especially with the Avalanches, like, winning the Cup, it's like, oh, yeah, like, we can have hockey in the West. <laughs> yeah, we're, we pride ourselves on winter sports because of the Olympics. And, you know, yeah. I get that they're, like, our reasonings, like, why it hasn't happened. But I do believe, like, it's totally doable. That's so true. Yeah. It is also amazing how, like, people just love being fans of things. And I grew up in Tampa Bay. And when I moved there, we had just got the lightning. Like, they were a couple years old when we moved there. And I remember moving there from and in a hockey family. And it was like, oh, my God, hockey this, hockey that. And people in Florida were like, this is a football state. We don't care about hockey. We're never going to care about hockey. Fast forward now. People of Tampa Bay are gaga for the lightning. Like they are everywhere you turn, it's lightning logos, lightning bumper stickers. People are running around in jerseys. Like the team has created such momentum. It would be fun to see something like that here in Salt Lake. Oh yeah, I think if this were to ever happen, I think that there's going to be a ton of people that don't know anything about hockey, but are just excited to go to a sports game, just like someone would be to go to a concert that maybe they don't really know the band, but they want to go to a show and fall in love with it. I mean, I didn't fall in love with hockey till I went to a game live. And I was like, whoa, this is incredible. What do you need for this to actually work? Honestly, the right connections, investment. I've invested my time. I don't have the money to invest, but <laughs> I have ideas and so much more aside from the art. It started out originally as just an art project that I got way too into. I definitely went down the rabbit hole, <laughs> but I've also learned so many things that I don't think I would have learned without being like, well, how would I make this happen? And yeah, um, Ryan Smith. If you're listening. Would be a great person <laughs> to uh, just to get to talk to even, even if he didn't want to be the owner. I think he knows what yeah. he's doing and just getting to speak to someone on this, I think would be an incredible opportunity. I want to talk to you about the lake because I think it is interesting that one of the things that really caught my attention about this project is that it is also, you're kind of trying to organize people. Do you think of this as an as you trying to organize people around the lake? 100%. This is almost what's driving the whole thing more. I think getting the hockey team is the the reward and the entertainment. Honestly, in the end, I think people are inherently lazy. I mean, we build everything around convenience. Mm -hmm. And so I think that this is a way to merge making someone actually care to take action because they've gotten attached to a team. Getting someone to like something will make mm -hmm. them do more. So unfortunately, there are people that aren't so connected with nature or care to do anything or, well, what, why should I do this? It's not going to make a difference versus oh my God, I love this team. Like I would love to support this campaign that they're pushing. I think it would create a larger audience that isn't being reached because again, unfortunately, sometimes people just don't care. I mean, it's sad, but instead of me dwelling on the problem, how do we work around the problem? Let's try to come up with a solution. Yeah. I'm curious how you heard about the crisis at the lake. What was your aha moment? I think it was a New York Times article that went absolutely viral. Damn it. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't it wasn't local. Yeah. But then all this local stuff I started seeing, started following everything. I love what Save Our Great Salt Lake is doing. Mm -hmm. Not only that, it's just taught me more of things that I didn't know that was going on. 
you know, the craziest thing that I learned was that it's not just, oh, the planet's getting warmer, it's drying out. We're purposely deflecting water. I didn't know that. I don't know how I would have ever known that. So it's cool just like even, you know, even if there's not much you can do, but just sharing something and raising awareness, I used to think did nothing. But now I just knowing is everything. That's the start of everything, at least. Yeah. Well, hashtag brine shrimp tough. Yep. (laughs) They can persevere anything. That's right. Craig, thank you so much for your time. I look forward to following this project more. And I don't know. I'd love to see an NHL team here. We'll see what it takes. Yes, me too. You guys will get box seats. <laughs> yes. Okay. Hopefully I get box seats, you know? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. If you're ready to see these jerseys, find the mock-ups on our Instagram at CitycastSLC. Unfortunately, they're not for sale yet. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. As a great philosopher once said, keep your stick on the ice. Craig, did you know that my uncle won the Stanley Cup with the Rangers in 94? Oh, you just gave me goosebumps. No <laughs> way. Yeah. Yeah, the last Steve time we Warmer. won. Was, no way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to talk about the sea monkeys now. <laughs> I think I need an SLC Monkeys shirt now. I will manifest this team into existence. You do you, Sean. You have my full support. But that does it for this episode of State Street. I'm Sage Miller. And I'm Sean Higgins. The show's executive producer is Caroline Ballard. Editing and production support comes from Elaine Clark and David Childs. Our digital team includes Jim Hill, Renee Bright, Raquel Davis, and Eleanor Gomberg. State Street is a production of KUER. If you're a fan of the show, like Sean is a fan of the SLC Sea Monkeys, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It helps other listeners find State Street. From KUER.